0: All right, well, welcome back to the Notre Dame Hounds Junior A podcast. I'm your host, as always, Jamie Neugebauer, and I'm thrilled uh, always to talk to, not just in a recording or in a a media situation, but just always to chat with this guy. It is Trey Taylor, the guy that some people would consider the glue in the Notre Dame Hounds Junior A locker room. Trey, thank you so much for joining me today. How are you?
1: Good. How are you doing, Nimsey?
0: Yeah, good, good. As the Hounds uh, have clinched a postseason spot and we'll take on the Estevan Bruins in the first round. Uh, first of all, Trey, how excited are you for your first ever junior playoff series?
1: Very excited. Been looking for it. We all have been fighting for it all year. So it's a uh, great to finally be able to clinch a spot. But the work's not over, and we got to get ready for Estevan in the first round here. There's
0: some noise in the background. What's that noise you hear there? Oh,
1: that's the that's the guys working out in the gym right now. I'll try to move spots here.
0: Oh, fair enough. Yeah, it's hard to find. Uh, For sure, you're hard to find some quiet space in uh, in Wilcox, the best of times. So, appreciate you uh, doing this. Uh, Trey, just got to ask you about the season. You know, obviously, uh, you know, it seems like you're a vet, but obviously you only had sort of five or six junior games before this season. Uh, I guess, how do you feel like the season's gone for you overall?
1: Uh, I think it's been a lot of stepping stones put forward and been playing very well. And I think the team as well has been playing very well around me. Uh, It's nice to be able to contribute not only defensively but offensively at times, and I think it's great building blocks to be able to get ready for the next level.
0: Yeah, I'll ask you, uh, you know, right off the hop here, uh, I think the thing that people around the league know you the most for, and obviously we talk about it a lot, is your shot blocking. Where did that kind of come from? Have you always been big into shot blocking? Was it just something you figured out, you know, would be a way to help the team win games, or do you have a secret desire to be a goalie?
1: Uh, I don't really want to be a goalie that much, but I think it came a, a while in Bantam when I wasn't getting a lot of ice time. So I kind of had to find a way to be able to get in the lineup and be able to play ice time a lot of ice. And I think shot blocking was one of the reasons I was able to do that and sort of just been keeping it in my game. And I think I've been growing as a player around shot blocking, but it's always something nice to have and it's always something that coaches look for to be able to win. And I think I'm able to bring that every every night to a team.
0: Yeah, for sure, and uh, you know, I think um, you know, I think back to the uh, the road trip recently uh, in the, in the north there, and uh, you know, even even lately, I guess you've been you know up on a, a pairing there with uh, Jared Sitch, and uh, as the as the team's top pairing, I guess relied upon a lot, you know, six on five situations at the end of the games, and you guys have been on a little bit of a, a hot streak here as a team, but also you. Personally, I guess, was there a point, do you think, uh, in which this year that you know things kind of clicked a little bit more for you where you felt a little bit more confident and, and at ease playing at this level or have you always kind of felt that way?
1: Uh, I think it's the comfortability being able to play at this level. It kind of takes a few games to kind of know you're able to play at this level and I think it. I was able to find that earlier in the season and then now it's sort of coming out and be able to be shown. So I think I've been playing very well and I think I've tried to earn every minute I've been given so far this year
0: yeah for sure and obviously uh you know a younger team especially a younger decor no not a single 20 year old on this decor and I think uh you know people talk a lot about uh you know age I guess at this uh at this level and maybe a little bit too much I guess but uh you know talk about uh talk about this decor you guys have you know tried to you know, find your footing and, and uh, you know, be be a part of uh, a playoff team, which is, as you know, better, way better than me, Trey, is actually a really tough thing in the SJ with all the travel and everything involved. It's it's a real grind.
1: Yeah, it's a, it's a real grind. I think uh, we got a young decor, which is people say there's good and bad to it, but I sort of look at it on the good side. And we got younger legs. We are able to move a lot quicker than, say, an older team, where their legs are starting to get a lot more tired, playing a lot more games. So I think that helps us out as well. And there's also a lot more to learn quicker when you're a younger decor. And it's also comes into the communication where we're able to talk a bit more, help each other out. And I think it's also easier to bond to when you're a younger team, trying to take the next steps towards being able to make that that jump to being that veteran team and being a top team in the league.
0: Yeah, that's a great point about uh, being a younger team. Sometimes you talk to guys who are on older teams, a lot of 20 year olds, and and you not know that they don't get along or or, you know, have fun together. But um, I think there's kind of, uh, I need to take care of myself because there's not a lot of time type of vibe sometimes with with veterans and veteran teams. And um, that's obviously not at all the case here because you guys are so young. Um, you know, there's really been a lot of good bonding, it seems, all year with you guys, which is really cool. And obviously that Northern Swing with three wins was was pretty cool to see and maybe a culmination to some degree and then a great performance against Yorkton to clinch the playoffs there so um, you know it it kind of seems like it's kind of coming together at the right point I want to talk to you about yourself though a little bit just uh, just for a second I know uh, I love to talk about uh, sort of the the development of hockey players and and I know you're somebody that's very thoughtful and um, who is who's very mature I guess for your age as well and Uh, You know, you've had the opportunity to play both, uh, you know, the prep school, the CSSHL level and uh, the provincial level in British Columbia. Uh, I guess I know it's been a while since then, but, uh, you know, just talk about maybe the comparing and contrasting of the developmental styles that you experienced both, you know, at Yale, which is a great school. A lot of people talk about how wonderful that place is. And also uh, the Fraser Valley Thunderbirds where they produce a lot of good talent too in BC, but uh, maybe compare and contrast developing in, in the prep and developing in the provincial level.
1: Uh, I think there's a lot of differences too around being from the prep level to the provincial level. I feel that while I was there in the prep level from grades nine and 10 of uh, the Yale hockey Academy with their bottom prep team and now their elite 15 team, they call it, I'm pretty sure. And, being able to go with them, skating on the ice every single day in school as well, sort of felt like it was almost like a college atmosphere where you're on the ice every day in classes, that sort of thing, trying to work around your schedule. And then you get nights off, which is nice to connect with family and everything like that. And then going with the uh, midget AAA level with BC, the elite league, I believe they call it now, something like that. Yeah. So being able to go with them, being able to play with them on weekends, not practice as much, but it's also feels like it's higher level, fits more in my game with being more physical and everything like that. So it's, uh, I think it's a bust of both words, being able to go with both sort of atmospheres and different uh, groups of hockey. And I think it also helped develop me into a a player that I am now. And I thank both all my coaches for that.
0: Yeah, for sure. And you make a very interesting point. I think about you, and obviously I've pretty much watched every single one of your junior games Tray, like maybe, maybe one game in the VCHL that I didn't see, but uh, pretty much every single one of them. And I think about a guy that maybe, uh, and I'm sure you were very good in U18 and very good at, in prep, but I think about a guy that maybe is maybe built more for the junior game. And you made that point a little bit in terms of the fact that the junior game is so much more about, you know, small details, getting pucks out, blocking shots, you know, making the, making the simple play. And that kind of is, Do you feel like that's the case that you kind of understood what was needed from you at the junior level, you know, pretty quickly, given that that's the type of player you were even, you know, back in prep and back in U18?
1: Yes, I feel like uh, my first year in junior, we didn't have a, a full year. We only played five games, but I think it was those stepping stones to be able to how to stay in the lineup, be able to be able to be consistently in the lineup and sort of that and then took it into this year. I think I learned that a lot from playing in my the midget AAA league at home and being able to find, a, I think that's a, a heavier league compared to the prep league, a lot more mm-hmm. physical battles that fit into my, my sort of game. So be able to take that, watch a lot of junior games at home as well and be able to kind of find that in between of staying in the lineup, being able to be successful offensively as well. And I think I was able to bring those both together very well and I think it's helped my game so far to this point.
0: Yeah, for sure. You know, I, I hope you're okay with me going down this path, and um, you know, take it as far as you want or not. But uh, you know, in, in this day and age, I, I think obviously there's a long way to go in terms of um, you know the the you know the diversity uh, piece about hockey and all sports need to be for everybody, whether you know you're black or you're white or you're First Nations or you're gay or you're straight or doesn't matter, none of it should, uh, you know, should should impact the opportunities given you. And, you know, I'm very, very happy to have you around as as somebody who's, um, I guess, of a mixed black and white family. And um, I think it's fantastic to have you around, I guess, how has it been for you? Are you somebody that likes to maybe talk about it? Maybe you don't want to talk about as much because obviously there is that element of you know just wanting to be a, a player and doing your best and that's obviously enough that's hard enough as it is but uh, I guess how have you kind of engaged with the fact that that conversation has gotten a little bit louder and I think in a good way the last little while
1: uh for growing up I didn't really notice it too much just felt like a normal kid into a sense of just playing the game I love and then as sort of getting older you sort of see those sort of racial boundaries and stuff like that I think you got to look at it as well as that NHL players are starting to tear down those boundaries. As I look up to a lot of the stuff that PK Subban would do a lot of the racial stuff that he would get into and trying to break those boundaries as well as Wayne Simmons as well. And then Darnell nurse too. sort of, those are minority players that are playing in the NHL and they're, they're big time players. And I'm able to almost model my game off them off on the ice and off the ice. And really impactful and someone to look up to say is a younger black or mixed person in the hockey community, able to look at them and grow up to trying to be like them one day.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. Do you, do you kind of find it? Um, I don't know how how to word this. I mean, is it, is it a thing that's maybe a little extra extra, extra tiring that you, that this is sort of an element or, or I sort of, how do you, how do you engage with the fact that this conversation is louder? Do you see it as, just a good thing just period or or is it is it also something that kind of is a little bit tiring that you feel like you kind of have to be speaking for yourself in something other than a hockey player on occasion
1: uh sometimes I feel it's a little tiring to a to a point I know growing up you don't look at us as much and as of as you get older you sort of have to take off those those tunnel vision glasses and you're able to see a lot broader mm-hmm. but I feel as if getting taught as my dad from a young age that it's not the nicest world out there and you kind of have to have protect yourself to a point and I think that as growing up in hockey I think the black community too is sort of get more into it compared to the stereotypes of what other sports are usually playing like basketball or football and that sort of thing so I think it's seeing more black kids even when I go home playing hockey I always try to be with them more talk with them more sort of uplift them to be able to reach their goals if it's on the ice or off the ice and that's sort of in that sense. But I feel like it's grown a lot and it's a, a a growing issue. And I think we're starting to take the right steps towards that.
0: Yeah for sure. Uh, thank you so much for your thoughts on that Trey. Really I really appreciate that. And as I said, really appreciate you having around just as a human being because uh you're kind of you're kind of an old soul Trey. I feel like uh you know on occasion you talk to you know obviously i've been around the junior game for a long time and you talk to some guys and you feel like they're still kids and sometimes you feel like you're talking to another 30 year old or something and you know, sometimes yep. I talk to you, I feel like I'm talking to another 30-year-old. So, um, I mean that as a compliment, not, uh, not not in any other sort of negative way.
1: Oh, thanks, <laughs> News. I'm starting to feel like a 30-year-old right now.
0: <laughs> Fair enough. Well, after, after you know, a long season, after nobody had a long season last year, too, especially and especially since, again, you haven't really ever had a grind of a full junior season. And not only that, but it's the SJHL, which is I think is as grind of a league as any. Uh, in junior hockey in Canada, so it's uh, you know I I really understand that I'm feeling that grind tray and, and I'm not even playing I'm just a broadcaster yeah. so I I hear you um, you know I want to talk to you about some of the things that we talked about also uh, you know some of the things that you aspire to off the ice obviously everybody wants to be a a, a player and a pro player and. And that's awesome. And I think, you know, you could certainly do that. And but, uh, you know, obviously, there's other things, too, in the world that people dream about and think about. And one of the things that you've talked to me about a little bit was uh, maybe becoming a, po- a police officer, a law enforcement uh, officer. How did you kind of get into that? Where, how did that idea get into your head and and how, you know, what wh- where's that in your thought process right now?
1: Uh, still, still working towards that. I've always dreamt of it, even from watching the show cops, that sort of thing. <laughs> and yeah, law and order with my mom as well. Sort of trying to look into going to that field. I've always found a passion for that. Also growing up to childhood friends, their dads are cops as well with the RCMP or city police. So I always looked up to them as well and seeing what they've been doing. And I know it's, they involve themselves a lot in the community, which is really impactful mm-hmm. even to help out the, the younger youth, even as you were talking about the the black community or the the ethnic minority communities as well, being able to help them out as well and uh, kind of break down those barriers to say, uh, as you see around the world, not everything's happening that well towards ethnic minorities. So being able to help out in that part as well. Hmm. And I think it's able to help out in the community a lot and sort of being a hockey player, you you do a lot in the community as well and being a police officer, you luckily get paid to help out in the community too, Hmm. which is a nice part, but, I think it's a lot of giving back too. And I think it's making uh, the community you live in a safer place.
0: For sure. And, you know, part of a team, and hopefully you're not blocking shots there at all, but, uh, you know, I hope not. No, no, that's definitely not, uh, not what you want to do. Like that's, yeah, that's really cool, man. That, uh, that you would think about uh, that, think about that in terms of, you know, obviously lots and lots of good and lots and lots of good police officers and, and good that they do in communities, but also if there isn't good, then to, yeah, having the attitude to try to you know help something from the inside, I think is is really really admirable and really really cool. So, um, you know, good on you, uh, good on you for that. Just a couple more questions here, Trey. Again, really, I really appreciate your time as you and the Hounds get set to get into the postseason here. Very exciting uh, first eight best of seven series for the Junior A Hounds. You know, in a, in a while, I think so. Very cool. Uh, you know, just um, you know this uh, this little space of time between. Uh, where you kind of know the that where you're going in terms of the playoffs and who you're facing and, you know, not having anything in the standings to play for. Kind of how has that been mentally, I think, for you and for the group in terms of, uh, you know, obviously everybody says you want to, you know, have good habits and good effort and, and have, be on a good role going to the playoffs. But, you know, just sort of the mental also situation of the fact that there isn't anything to play for in the standings. How have you kind of wrestled with that thought process?
1: Um wrestling with the thought process sort of trying to be able to almost look towards the future but also not as well as kind of go day by day take it game by game skill still as we're trying to develop our, our good habits and everything um i think that we took a step back against wavering the other night we weren't able to have all our good habits and everything like that and the next day we were able to regroup rethink be able to reset and take on all our habits and be able to reset and uh, create the good ones again and try to weed out the old ones and I think it's really good to almost have the mindset to get ready for Esteban take these games as building blocks and be able to take that next step and get ready for the the playoff push here
0: yeah it should be a lot of fun affinity place game one you know it's going to be cool the Centennial Cup hosts and uh, let me tell you I think uh, you know in that room you guys have belief that some people out there in the world don't, don't, don't see and don't understand. So um, that's, uh, that's really cool. Last question for you, Trey. I always ask the same question at the end of podcast, the podcast with the guys. Uh, just, uh, you know, we, we're not, none of us are anywhere without our families and without our siblings uh, and whatnot, where we're from. So uh, just talk about maybe where you're from, who your parents are, what they do. If you have siblings, who are they, what do they do? And, uh, and yeah, go from there.
1: All right, sweet. So uh, my my mother, my name's Krista, Krista Longton, Uh She grew up at, in the Fraser Valley, same with me, um, as well as my father, uh, Hamish Taylor. He grew up in, Pinoka in that right outside of Edmonton. Uh, now they, we both live in the valley. They're a nice little house in Abbotsford, B.C. Uh, I got a younger brother named Drew. He's 17 now uh he's working at winners actually pretty sure he's working right now Mm. uh he's getting ready for spring break coming up here in school um i also live with my my grandfather as well uh call him gordo he made a made a trip out here the other day which you got to meet nuggsy the other day so that was pretty cool to have him out here he came up to our our game in Nipplin and kind of seeing family all over saskatchewan uh we got kind of family all over really but kind of living in the Valley, it's really good place down there to live. Uh, the gas prices are starting to get up a bit, which isn't looking too good. But other than that, it's, uh, I wouldn't be anywhere without my family and be able to help me with my journey, either financially or mentally. And they've been with me by my side since day one. So I can't thank them enough.
0: Well, that's awesome. Uh, Trey can't thank you enough for your time and these last uh, couple of seasons. Thank you so much. And, uh, We'll see you. Uh, we'll see you real soon.
1: All right. Thank you, Newsy. Thanks for the opportunity.